0: You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye
1: 103.8. With VirtuZone, business set up with no regrets.
0: Hello there and thank you for downloading the Starting Up podcast from the 31st of May. On the programme this week, our hot topic was inflation. It's what all SME owners and freelancers are talking about because it's affecting everybody and it's particularly hitting small business owners hard. I was joined by VirtuZone chairman Neil Petch in the studio and we also spoke to Ambreen Musa, the founder of Mal, and she gave us advice on how to cope with inflationary pressures. For our startup success story, we spoke to George Bandar. Now, he's the founder and CEO of the salad company, Salata. They started in Lebanon. They've recently set up here in Dubai and Sharjah. And we also had Lisa Knight in the studio. Now, she's the owner of award-winning Thai restaurant Cafe Isan. And she told us how she's coping with the effects of inflation after they just expanded into their newest venue. And Neil Petch hosted his Agony Aunt Clinic when budding entrepreneurs messaged in with their questions. You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8.
1: With Zone business set up, With no regrets.
0: We've got a smasher in stock for you. Uh, Our hot topic today is inflation, uh, and it's affecting all of us uh, and many business owners are really having to think about their budgets and prioritise. Economists at Emirates NBD researchers found that inflation in the UAE, GCC countries and the wider Middle East and North African region will spike this year and that is due to an increase in food and commodity prices off the back of that Russia-Ukraine war. Economists expect inflation to average 4.3% this year. That's up from 2.3% previously and significantly higher than last year's 0.2% average consumer price index. My goodness me, there's a lot of figures for you first thing in the morning. Uh, In addition to this, a recent inflation pricing study by the global consultancy, Simon Kusher and Partners, has found that over half of businesses have a price increase of uh, a, a further price increase planned. My goodness me, small business owners are seeing these pressures coming at them from all directions. Neil, have you seen some pressures coming your way?
1: Inflationary pressures around the waist, mainly. Uh, uh, but uh, listen, when inflation comes, what you've got to do, because it's coming, right? We know that it is coming. But what we also know is that it's going to affect certain countries more than others. So, entrepreneurs, what do you do? Look for where you can get growth because, yeah, you're probably going to have to pay your staff a little bit more money. And recruitment actually is one of the main issues f- for me, Georgia, about inflation, getting the right staff, getting the right people. And you need to attract them, perhaps with a slightly different package than you used to. But if you know that you can grow your business because millions of people are heading, for example, to Dubai, then you can build into it and you can plan for it. So there's, there's a silver lining.
0: Solid advice there from the chairman of uh, Zone, Neil Petch, who is uh, my glamorous host for the rest of this hour. And But also joining us in the studio is Lisa Knight, who is the owner of the award-winning Thai restaurant chain Cafe Isan. Lisa, thank you so much for coming into the studio. Really lovely to see you. You are our uh, starting-up entrepreneur (laughs) for the programme this quarter. You're very welcome. Lovely to have you in. Uh, Real pleasure. Now, Cafe Isan is all about simple, authentic Thai food. You that's pride yourself on being affordable, and that's part of your appeal. But how is if, if inflation affecting your pricing?
2: Actually, it's already affected our pricing. We've had to sort of take the unfortunate step of raising some of our prices—not all, but a little bit—trying uh, to get a balance really between you know lowering costs and but keeping the profit margins at least similar to what they were a couple of years ago. But it's it's not an easy thing to achieve. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I suppose as a business owner, Lisa, one of the things, there's so many amazing restaurants in Dubai at the moment, aren't there? Beautiful locations, amazing settings. And then sometimes the service lets you down a little bit because they scrimp on one particular thing. So inflation is forcing you to prioritize, right? What, what are the main things that, that you look at to make sure that your customer gets that experience that makes you win two years in a row? Best tie from time out. Well done.
2: Three years in a row. Whoa. Wow! <laughs> oh, I got, I got something for that. Hang on a sec. Actually, we <laughs> we never ever skimp on service. Uh, that's not to say we don't have a flexible approach uh, to our staffing. Like, for example, we hire a lot of uh, Thai students and part-time staff. And yeah. that's the ch- recent changes in the laws have really benefited us in that sense. And also, it makes for a happier workplace, because if people don't have to be around 10 to 12 hours a day and they could, They have a really nice, uh, what do you call it, work and work-life Life balance. balance it seems to work in everybody's favor so that's been i quite love good that so us.
1: so you've got people in the restaurant who know what they're talking about i mean i was just researching your restaurant yeah. and i think that the region that you specialize in is a very large region in thailand it but, is, yeah. but not such a, a well-known one one of the things that i find is again you go into these restaurants and, and and the staff that are serving you don't necessarily understand quite about the products that they have
2: absolutely that's a bugbear of mine personally when i'm not at work as well, but for us, we uh, our operating procedures has really detailed training as well. Even even ties that when ties work for us, we we also expect them to really really study the minute detail. You know, they should be able to talk about the ingredients. You know, because these days you have a lot of allergies and. Uh, eating preferences that you just have to have a detailed conversation
0: you absolutely do i, I mean there's so many people coming with nut allergies now you're speaking there about the ingredients i imagine that must be one of the big expenses for you obviously yes, have absolutely. you noticed uh, that the price of those ingredients has gone up things like the the price of rice or the price of meat Absolutely. Uh, actually, we've noticed an increase in vegetable, the
2: increase, excuse me, increase in the price of vegetables more than anything. For example, broccoli. About a month or so ago, the broccoli went up. Yeah, broccoli, the innocent, (laughs) lovely broccoli went up to almost 30 dirhams per kilo.
0: Which? Do you know, I noticed that. That is
2: genuinely
1: No, I didn't notice I it, know, Georgia. I,
0: I'm going to be asking you about the price of milk in a minute. What, what
1: are vegetables?
0: I really <laughs> noticed that broccoli went up and it suddenly was very expensive because my children do eat broccoli. I, I need some sort of halo for that. Yeah. Um, but you they do. do. So, yeah, why did it yeah. go up?
2: It's so weird. I, I'm not really too sure. It was actually very difficult to get for a while as well. So, we had to have this like.
1: All right, girls, enough with television. the broccoli. <laughs> I, I want to highlight something about your restaurant. That I just heard <laughs> earlier. You're a champion of, of some of the jurisdictional changes and the ways that the Dubai government are getting behind businesses and it's facilitating yeah. students working at Absolutely. your place, for example. I also believe there's a small matter of a license uh, for one of your facilities. Is that right?
2: <laughs> Do you mean. The special license,
1: exactly. Yeah, so, so, so the one beverage. Can, we call
2: it the beverage license? Yeah, yeah the so, beverage license. So that's yeah. amazing.
1: So there's a, a more rounded experience when you go to your restaurant. Where is it? Where, so where in should the, the listeners head?
2: It's in the Armada Avenue Hotel,
1: uh-huh. uh
2: huh. Where the same location as the lovely Mythos and Nola, yeah, cluster P in JLT. Yep. Oh, I know it well. Yeah, yeah. up on location. the first floor. Yeah. So we've been there. Actually, it's our anniversary. It's a one-year anniversary uh, tomorrow. Ah,
0: What about that? Congratulations. So tell me, you've seen the inflationary pressures on food and you've seen the inflationary pressures on staffing. Has it actually affected your operations and your plans to expand?
2: It hasn't. Actually, we're full steam ahead at the moment. We're looking into other venues. We also... As you mentioned, the uh, uh, special beverage license place, the relationship we have with that partner, for example, it's not a traditional landlord and tenant. So it's a a profit share type of relationship. So it's win win for everybody. So we're looking, part of our expansion plans will be to have uh, other partnerships like that
1: i think you're being very modest i i I think (laughs) that people love you know at the end of the day inflation's happening georgia but there's there's also a flight to quality right there always is people look for quality and lisa i'm you know thai food is healthy the spice helps our metabolism right and so so, and so you're obviously expanding
2: no absolutely we are we are We're, we're
0: we absolutely are. I mean, is this something, this, these inflationary pressures, is this something that you anticipated when you started the business or have they sort of slightly crept up on you? You know, as a business owner who runs something like a restaurant, you know, do you have to sort of take your perspective quite wide? Yeah,
2: I think you do. I think you, you, you always have to factor in slight increases in costs, you know, on a year-on-year basis, but definitely not to the degree that we've seen... I would say towards the end of last year, it started, we started to feel the pinch. I mean, our rents increased by 15%. Wow. And that's before, you know, the situation in I think in F&B Ukraine. always
1: takes it in the head because there's the famous soft-shell crab index, isn't there? How much does a soft-shell crab cost in various cities around the world? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's the sort of wannabe version of the McDonald's uh, that's uh, so index. That's so cool. And I think hmm. uh, I, I, I shouldn't say it's a great uh, victory, but I think that we may have won that on 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 one particular year. So, oh, what uh,
0: here in the UAE? Yes, we have the most expensive soft shell crab.
1: We we did, and as such, the most tasty in my well, opinion. I'm
0: sure that I'm sure that's the case. Tahir's just got in touch saying, speaking of inflation, the famous Pakistani bread was selling for one dirhams for the last decade or so has now been increased to one point two five dirhams. So that's up by twenty five percent by Tahir's math. Is that right?
1: I, I'm, I'm going to always agree with I always you, you the with boss.
0: I can't speak mm. and do maths at the same time, something that we discovered very recently. So yeah, we, oddly enough, on the business breakfast this morning, they were talking about um, the possibility that India might introduce protectionist measures around rice exports, oh. which of course would have a huge impact on the Indian restaurants here. Is that something that you've seen with your rice supplies, for example? Um. Not yet. Actually, we did anticipate an issue with with the rice
2: imports, so we ordered like one and a half tons recently what? to just help us along. For what does that <laughs> look like when it arrives? Um, well, you should see you should see my
0: apartment.
1: <laughs> I think in Scotland it's they really started protectionist measures on space. fried Mars bars. Almost certainly, that didn't have. work.
0: Almost certainly. so you literally you went for one and a half tons of yeah. rice. Yeah, we did. Yeah, in anticipation of that. That's yeah. fascinating. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I mean, in many ways, it will seem a very logical move going mm. forward. I imagine. But wow, <laughs> that, is, that is amazing. I've never thought of that. I mean, that is. I mean, that shows a real practical measure that you, as a restaurant owner, mm. are required to take. Absolutely, we have to. We have to really, because it's like you mentioned earlier on in the uh, in
2: the interview that we're we're a va- good value restaurant, and we will fight hammer and tooth to
0: keep that. It's really difficult. It's not a comfortable move to increase prices at all. Has it affected the amount of customers you have coming into the restaurant, do you think? Do you think they've noticed the uplift? I think they have a little bit, but it's been
2: been minimal. And most most of the time, we'll have quite great conversations. You
1: know, something for the business owner, not just restaurant owners, but it's about communicating to your customer. And a a lot of people will just try and do it, you know, under the radar. But sometimes it's good to say, listen, these things are are happening. We have to deal with it. We have to protect our level of service. And this is what we're doing. And providing you communicate that openly, I think people empathize with you. So another business lesson.
0: Yes, good advice. Mm. Interesting. I think they do. Uh, Lisa, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much. Thank and you. Lisa Knight, the owner of award-winning Thai restaurant chain Cafe Isan. Uh, it's lovely to have you in the studio. Congratulations on your new beverage license. Happy
1: anniversary tomorrow. <laughs>
0: and happy Thank you. anniversary tomorrow. You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8.
1: With VirtuZone, business set up. With no regrets.
0: Now, the hot topic for our program this week is can you inflation proof your small business? Uh, We just heard, of course, from Lisa Knight, who is the owner of the Thai restaurant chain Cafe Isan. She says that she's bought one and a half tons of rice that she's currently storing in her flat in order to counteract inflationary pressures. Uh, But we are now joined uh, by one of the most successful female entrepreneurs in the region. She's uh, one of the top 50 most influential women in the Arab world. That was voted by Arabian Business and her company made it to the top 10 most promising UAE startups by Forbes Middle East. Shua Capital recently acquired a major stake in the company. We're welcoming to the studio, anne Moussa, the founder of personal finance website, Sukal Mal, and she is here to give us advice on how to ride this tide of inflation. Hello, Ambreen. Good morning.
1: Yeah, oh. Amberine, our listeners are petrified at the rising price of broccoli
0: because Georgia, <laughs> I Georgia them all. has
1: sent a stream of people going to spinneys at the moment. So, short term inflation Sue, just off. for
3: dinner tonight. <laughs> Listen,
1: congrats, nice big investment from Shua Capital.
3: Thank you. This.
1: This inflation, this whole everyone's talking about what's going to happen in the global economy and is Dubai going to be insulated from it and stuff, it certainly makes people think, which I suppose for a financial comparison website is a good thing because you start to look at things in a more detailed way. So we've got a bunch of entrepreneurs listening to this. How does Soukel Mel help them?
3: Thank you, thank you for having me first of all um, listen, I think it 's been the talk of town lately inflation depression where are we going to what 's going to happen credit um, uh, the, the the credit criteria whether the banks are going to give me money so it is it is really the most talked about topic at the moment. Um, what I would say is in cases of inflation where we are today, um, we haven't seen inflation like this for a very, very long time. And there are really three ways normally success, successful businesses or uh, businesses is still struggling go about. And three really horrible ways, I would say, but, but difficult times. One is you can either raise prices, but your customers are unhappy. You can actually not raise prices so that your margins go down because your cost of goods have actually increased, which means your investors are not so happy or yourself. Or, um, or four, you increase um, you decrease costs, which means you potentially go towards things that are less quality um, and therefore go down a slippery slope in the future. So the first thing that normally businesses think of is those three options. Um, I have a, an opinion of, of you know, are these the only three options do, do we have or do we have more options? I think in terms of inflation, it's interesting for business to take a step back and think about are these really the three options? Is it raising prices, cutting costs or do nothing. I think it's a time potentially to go back into the business and recalibrate. You know, rethink about really what kind of supplies are you using and what are you offering the customer and why are you charging whatever price you are. Customers are becoming extremely price sensitive, for sure, um, going forward. So I think there is a a matter of now taking a step back and thinking through – is the price I have right now? Is it um, low margin? Is it high margin? Should I focus on my low margin products or high margin products? Now there is a fine line on that because a high margin product will allow you to continue. So do you actually go the orders you got on high margin products? Do you go do that first and tell all the customers with low margin products this and sorry, I I don't have the space right now. I can only bring high margin products in because don't forget the inflation is not just one problem that we're facing right now. We're facing supply chain issues. Go to any shop, any store, at Dubai Mall, Mall of Emirates, everyone has supply supply chain issues, which is also causing major increase in in inflation rates. So the inflation we're facing right now is not just more demand for goods. It's also supply chain issues we're having with China lockdown, with Russia-Ukraine situation.
1: Do you find that uh, when there are times of financial pressure, people are paying more attention to this sort of thing and and, and that goes to the benefit of a company such as yours? Because we were talking off air about the effect of COVID on, on the world and, and on the UAE. And I think we'd all agree that, that the UAE probably reacted better than anyone else out there. And that has created this black swan event, which has given us huge momentum and might insulate us from from what's going on elsewhere in the world. So same thing, businesses that are able to identify an edge. We just had had Lisa on, you know, and her Thai restaurant. I suspect that, what would annoy people a lot more is that their Tom Yum soup wasn't incredibly tasty rather than it was an extra five dirhams. So it's you know looking for these things, yes, buying the rice so that she can uh, save on, on the margin, but actually focusing on, on, on the right things. So again, because I, I, I'm not a comparison site user myself, but I'm interested to know how someone could use it to – to help them with their business planning and, and their projections for their, for their businesses?
3: Absolutely. So so we are personal finance on a, on a retail side, so we focus on the consumer angle from a comparison side. So our suppliers, if you want, would be the banks, right? Okay. Um, I think what you will find right now is with rates going up, people are much more careful about the mortgages they're taking. I think from a consumer's perspective, the way banks should look at us, I guess, is very much around what message are they sending across today? consumers will suffer. The ones who already have mortgages today, they will see an increase in yeah. their rates and the mortgage repayments if their rates were a variable rate. If they're on a fixed rate, they're fine.
1: So, so there again, there's an opportunity, right? If you're a mortgage uh, seller, Provider. people are scared that in six months' time... The, the rate's going to be much higher. So get in quickly. Get your fixed-rate mortgage now. Corporation tax coming in, in next year. Get in, structure your company such so that you're tax-efficient.
3: Incredibly interesting. So guess what I did when I saw the Fed was going to increase the rates? Before it, it, it happened, there was obviously – we all knew it was going to happen. So I called my bank because I've got a mortgage here. So I called my bank and asked for a fixed rate. I'm like, listen, this is going to go on for another couple of years. I want to get on, yeah. a, on a fixed rate. And the reason I got on a variable rate two years ago because rates were all-time low. Right. And um, and the bank came back to me and said, we're not giving fixed rates out anymore. And if we are, it's going to be at a five point seven five percent rate. Ouch. So I negotiated 50 basis point down <laughs> <laughs> instead. So it is time for consumers anyway. It is time to relook at your mortgage rates. If you're looking at going into a mortgage as well. Just really think about whether you want to fix it. Fixed or, so, very clearly
1: you've got the secret sauce because, A, your bank actually answered your call, so <laughs> kudos to you. And, and then secondly, you negotiated them down. How did you manage There's that?
3: There's an IVR of a bank. Apparently, if you just say complaint, it sends you to someone. And, okay. and I discovered that while walking in the bank and say, I cannot do your IVRs anymore because it keeps shutting down on me. So, yeah, at some point after 15 years in the country we're
0: dealing with banks, you kind of get the little tips of… of how to deal with the banks. So we've got one last minute. In fact, I haven't got a minute. I'm being very naughty keeping you on. But have you got any t- practical tips that small and medium sized businesses could implement now to cope with the inflationary pressures they're facing?
3: Look, absolutely. I think for me, the immediate response is really not raising prices or decreasing prices, because that's a very short term, you need to look at, at long term, the inflation rate will not go down in the next two months, right? We're talking about some say it, it could last for a couple of years. So it's really think about the long term strategy. And that would really be a about look at your current existing customers who are dead in a certain way, who are not doing anything. Try and revive them because you already got those customers on board. It costs so much more. It costs around 8x more to get a new customer than actually revive your own. So have a look at your current customer base. Have a look at the product. I would suggest any any, uh, small business that have got 15 options, bring it down to five really understand what your customers are really looking for recalibrate look at your pricing model and see it's it's a time to basically revamp right
0: but decrease the number of
3: options but high profit margins
0: Amberine, as always, it's fantastic to have you on the radio. You also run a program uh, called The Money Doctor, which caters to both individuals and businesses if people want to have a listen to that. Although, obviously, they only really need to listen to Starting Up. Mm-hmm. Amberine <laughs> Musa, founder of Personal Finance Website, Silcarmel, thank you so much for your time. A pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you very much. You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai I
1: 103.8 with Virtue Zone, business set up. With no regrets.
0: Now, every week we like to celebrate a startup success story on the programme to give us all a spot of inspiration. Neil, how important is it, do you think, to talk to other people who've succeeded? You know, to, to get that sort of Boost for yourself.
1: Actually, you know what? The first thing that's most important is learn what not to do. Oh, interesting. Don't throw good money after bad, for example. Know when to cut your losses. But that's a boring answer, Georgia. Of course, inspiration <laughs> from people that do amazing things. It's what gives us the energy. Well, right? I'm
0: glad you said that, because our entrepreneur today is George Bandar. He's the founder and CEO of the healthy takeaway company Salata. They recently expanded from Lebanon into Dubai and Sharjah. And I spoke to him a little bit earlier and I asked him just to tell me, start off with a little bit about his company.
4: We specialize in salads, but mainly the business is about healthy food and kind of a meal replacement type of food. Uh, We started in Beirut in 2018, end of November, beginning December. It's been uh, three years and a few months. And we expanded the UAE uh, last September, 2021. And mainly we focus on salad bowls, bakes, uh, healthy meals. We don't focus on low-calorie salad because this is the misperception of the salad concepts. But we focus on um, real food that is not processed, a well-balanced meal that has a lot of protein, good carbs for you, good fiber, to replace any meal in the day, especially mainly lunch. And we've been doing well so far. In the eight, it's been eight to nine months, and we've been doing really good.
0: So tell me, why did you choose the United Arab Emirates as your next destination, rather than, for example, somewhere like Saudi Arabia, which is arguably a bigger market?
4: Okay, after going through a lot in Beirut, because it's been three years and a lot happened, uh, a lot of international problems like the pandemic and a lot of local problems like the economic crisis, the explosion, etc. We decided that it's a close market. The behaviour is very similar. And a lot of Lebanese expats are heading to Dubai. It's a natural move. It's a similar climate. And it feels natural for us as a stepping stone. Plus, Dubai is a, is a great city. I mean, it's a global uh, window to the world. And, and we have a lot of friends and connections in the UAE that helped us a lot. So it felt for us like a natural move to start here. And it was the right move, I believe.
0: How easy was it to get yourself established? Because I know what it's like. You go into a new market, you might not know a lawyer, you might not have an accountant. How easy did you find it to get established here?
4: It wasn't too easy, but it wasn't extremely, extremely hard. I mean, Dubai is a competitive city and things are faster than usual in Dubai. So, so you need to be sharp at all times. But we were lucky because we got a lot of help from friends and from uh, third parties that we dealt well with. For example, like Zone, uh, they helped us a lot. And also a lot of friends helped us and other businesses uh, establishing ourselves here. But I wouldn't say it was easy, but it was challenging at the beginning, especially.
0: It feels like your business is riding a sort of wellness wave. Is that something that you're hoping to harness? Is that something that you see uh, as a support for your business ultimately going forward?
4: Definitely, because this is the core of our business. I mean, we saw this wave uh, 10, 15 years ago. It started, but the past four or five years, we can see an increase in global wellness, focusing on food that is good for you. And coming from a background where since I was young, I was focusing on sports, on eating healthy and eating real food, not processed food, not packaged food, food coming directly from nature, having an active lifestyle all the time. It was natural for me to open this type of business and it helped that there's this wave. I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. I feel it's a stable, like everyone is conscious about food now and the long-term effect of good food on you. So I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. And this is the core of our business.
0: I mean, it takes a lot to start a business. You know, it takes uh, bravery, it takes funding, it takes passion. Lots of people tune in for this program to get inspiration for their own enterprise, their own small or medium-sized business. What would you say to people who are considering it? You know, if you're in a nice, stable job now with a salary and health insurance, that you've got this idea, would you recommend that people take the plunge? And what do they need to think about first?
4: Okay, first of all, it's not for everyone. There's no right and wrong. A lot of people are happy in their nine-to-five job. And a lot of people want to take more risks and challenges and want to be their own boss. There's advantage and disadvantage for each. So first, you need to know uh, which one you are, knowing yourself first. I realized that I can't be employed anymore because I lived uh, the nine to five and I realized uh, that I wasn't happy with my job. And advice for people who want to leave their job, take the risk. Like now saying that, I feel that it's a natural move, what I did, but before doing it, I was hesitant. You know, you feel comfortable in your comfort zone. You don't want to leave. You don't want to take the risk. But if you're unhappy with your job, you can make a strategic move gradually but do something about it because it's not going to happen on its own. Do something about it. It might take a few years, but take more risk than you think you should because I see a lot of people are in their comfort zone and they end up five years in a job that they hate, but a lot older. So this is is my uh, two cents on that.
0: (laughs) Okay, so is uh, passion enough?
4: It's a big drive. It's important, but uh, I feel the most important thing is working hard expect long hours it's not easy but don't confuse i would say labor with progress you can end up working hard in the wrong direction but not progressing so you need to work hard you need to work smart and you need to have passion if you have those three with some good people around you that they can support you not only financially uh in any way like mentally or even they open new doors for you um i i believe this is a good formula and, and be patient on the long run it's not going to come in a in a short period of time hard work on a daily basis focus on the day and then you'll end up somewhere better than you expected
0: okay so you have managed to establish yourself with the aggregators you're getting lots of orders here in the united arab emirates what's next i presume that you're making your product in a cloud kitchen is that right Okay, so what's the next step? Do you think you might go for your own shop floor, for example?
4: We're thinking about it, actually, because we don't have brick and mortar right now, but we're thinking about it. Uh, I believe there's a big market for it, especially in Dubai and in other Emirates, but also we're planning to expand to other Emirates uh, like Abu Dhabi. We're present in Sharjah right now. Abu Dhabi is in the plan. But uh, yeah, I believe uh, brick and mortar is important as well for our business. But, but our business is more for lunch because you know people eat pizza, burger, junk food on the weekend, and they come back to work on Monday. They want to eat, start eating healthy. So the big uh, chunk are people in offices focusing on eating healthy at lunch or or dinner during the week. But yeah, that, that, that's the plan. We we might be opening uh, brick and mortars.
1: Do you know what really struck me about that interview, Georgia? Well done, by the way, boss. Is, (laughs) you know, we're called Starting Up. We're a show for entrepreneurs. But I think the big business owners should be listening to this. And the reason I think that is because George mentioned something absolutely that resonated with me, which is we – I think we're 130 people now as a company. And what we try and create is where every single one of those people is running their own business. In order to do that, you need to communicate. So everyone needs to know where we're driving towards. And you need to feel that you can influence your job, not just that you're doing the same mundane thing every day. As an entrepreneur, it's really easy to motivate yourself. Obviously, it's your money, it's your time, it's your passion, and and, and so on and so on. It's a lot harder if you're part of a corporate business. So that, that's... That's, I'd say, the magic sauce. How can you make everyone entrepreneurial, seeking to, to disrupt, being prepared to make mistakes?
0: Because, of course, uh, what's was so interesting about George Bandar there, the founder and CEO of that uh, healthy takeaway company, Salata, is he was talking about wanting to leave your corporate job in order to have that passion. And I suppose if you can feel that passion within the corporate job and have the, you know, the, the security of maybe housing allowance or children's school fees or health insurance, then you're in a win-win situation.
1: Yeah, he's right that there are some people that are just not cut out for it, okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. You can be brilliant in a, in a, in a different area. But a lot of people say to me, you know, when I decide, should I, for example, a classic thing is everyone sees a trend in one particular area and they try and jump on on, on that train – No, go for something that you enjoy, that you feel confident in, because there are going to be times when you doubt yourself. Nothing wrong with that at all. But be able to fall back on what you're confident at and what you enjoy.
0: So one of the big things uh, that we're talking about on this program is that inflationary pressure, that small and medium-sized businesses are finding it tricky because of inflation, because of rising costs. Do you think that that's going to have an impact on the number of people who choose to become entrepreneurs, or who choose to set up small and medium-sized businesses over the next sort of six, to, six months to a year? Do you think you might see a, a crunch on people wanting to set up here?
1: I think there's going to be two types of people, two classes. There's the people that don't think about it. And it comes up and it, and it gives them a nasty surprise. So, you know, we just had Amberine on here. Try and plan. Try and, and have as much of a business plan as you can with cash flows and and, and so on. But then – also don't be too defensive. So if, if everything you do, as she was saying, is, you know, lower the price or raise the price, or just reacting to a situation rather than seeking to take it by the scruff of the neck, take control. So for me, for example, in, in our industry, a bunch of jurisdictions around the world, Hong Kong, Cyprus, Malta, are under massive pressure, and the corporate service providers there are closing down. So we've got access to brilliant staff with amazing skills who hear that Dubai is the land of honey. So, you know, innovate, go and look for even better staff and, and set them up in, in, a, in a way where if their business grows, then, then their package can, can grow so that they can see that and be planning towards it.
0: Really interesting advice there. Uh, Neil Petch there, the chairman of VirtuZone. This is Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8.
1: With VirtuZone, business setup with no regrets.
0: We've got four minutes of Neil Petsch, Chairman of Zones expertise. I'm going to move on very quickly as a consequence. So Khaled has got in touch. He wants to know which free zone he should pick from the cornucopia on offer.
1: Well, first thing, uh, Khaled, not necessarily a free zone. There's about 67 different jurisdictions. You've got to include the mainland ones. And everyone's, you know, should I go free zone? Should I go mainland? There's advantages to each. And so the first thing is before you set off on that journey get some directions. Obviously, that's biased advice from Zone <laughs> here, but it's so true because you can easily think that you're taking a shortcut and it ends up being an absolute nightmare. First thing it's great that you want to get started, have that entrepreneurial buzz, no better time and in, in in my impression, a couple of things to to think about some of the things that that would benefit the free zone traditionally, there was always a an image that they were uh, cheaper to set up and and perhaps speedier to set up. Uh, the first of, of those is no longer necessarily the case, but there's still an element of that being able to do things faster. We always want to have control over our business processes so 100% ownership is is really really uh, Im- important and I know that we had a, another question coming in from someone about uh, uh, setting up a, a birthday uh, party events company and there you need an events management license which is available from a free zone and now you can have 100% ownership as an expat. So You know, start to plan. So on the free zone side of things, you've got no import duty, uh, number one. Secondly, when corporation tax does hit us, Georgia, and it is going to be coming, your husband, the lawyer, is going to (laughs) be telling you all about it. Free zone companies... The business that they are operating on in that free zone is not subject to corporation tax. So I think there's going to be a lot of people structuring their businesses such that they're more tax efficient than used to be the case. And also remember that you know a lot of our listeners are running e-commerce businesses and, and for example, are, are delivering products that might be manufactured elsewhere. So if you're providing a service, if you're shipping within that free zone, it counts as being within the free zone. So... You're much, much more tax efficient. But again, horses for courses. Um, what you'll find, you know, if, if you walk in, if you're in Dubai Mall, you're about to buy a plasma and you walk into the Samsung shop, you know what they're going to recommend, right? It's not going to be. <laughs> yeah. So, so make sure that you're getting unbiased advice from someone that wants the best service for you rather than is seeking to make the best margin or, or is, is particularly biased. Okay,
0: Emil is 22 years old. He's part of his family's time business. He's got this question for you.
1: I wanted to actually start my own business. Um, we actually
0: have a family business. I'm looking to expand the business. Uh, I wanted to get into the B2C
4: market. We deal with tires and we're in the B2B market. But sometimes I think that I'm too young. I might not be able to actually do so many things. I don't have a corporate experience, but I'm a quick adapting person. I would love to learn on the way. What would you suggest? Would it be something which you would say for me to go ahead and do it, or would you
1: suggest that I go you know, somewhere and Don't but the having, the having listened to your question. Quite categorically, go for it. I'll tell you why. You've made the effort to make the call. It shows that you're interested. You come from a family business, so you've seen what your family are doing. They're being entrepreneurial every day. You are lear- you've been learning things for 20 years. So you've got great foundations, but you're, you're thinking it through, so you're also process-orientated. So I say everything is in your favor. Go for it.
0: Absolutely lovely here to hear there from Emil. Thank you so much for your message. Plenty more questions coming in, but we will have to save them uh, for next week. In the meantime, Mr. Neil Peart.
1: Oh my goodness gracious me! Yes, karma has descended upon us. It's a little scoop for you, Georgia. Actually. I've got to tell you. Thank you very much, everyone. Yes, it's my birthday. Congratulations. And, and, I'm, and I'm closer to a, a big number than, than 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 I ought to be. So that's very exciting. But enough about me. Let's talk about something else. Here's the scoop. There's a brand new Free Zone in town. It's just launching. It's called Duke, and it's for disruptors and entrepreneurs. <laughs>
0: and on that note, we're going to have to stop because yeah. it's midday. But, that, I mean, what better than a man who runs a company called and who helps people set up businesses than for your birthday you get a new Free Zone? They're giving
1: me on the QET. Two. Amazing. Thanks, really? Georgia. Yes.
0: <laughs>